Wasn't last night a great day, a great evening? I was lying in bed listening to the rain just coming down slowly on the roof, listening to the stream next to our house, and uh, so lovely to hear the water running and the rain coming down. How much, how desperately we need this rain. But a very warm welcome now at the end of this day to As the Sun Sets. Many parts of the country, many parts of Gauteng, I should say, we've had rain. And I suppose if you were up in this part of the world, you've also experienced the joy, the pleasure of just seeing and feeling the rain. You know, sometimes I just like to walk in the rain and just say, ah, it's so beautiful. Because it's been so hot. We've gone through a real, real heat wave. But uh, it's so nice just to see the rain and to have the rain soaking the earth. So we thank the Lord for the rain and we thank the Lord for this day as we come to the end of the day and turn our attention to the Lord as the sun sets. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Yo te protegeré de tus miedos. Soy tu principio azul, ángel del cielo, no hay más que temer. Hoy como ayer siempre me vas a tener, solo importa tu amor, dámelo. Aquí estoy, la fuerza mayor está en el amor, es interior, la meta es darlo, deberás mostrarlo. Con el corazón. Yo prometo que te cuidaré y para amarte solo viviré. Ahí estaré 
Power of Love, La Fuerza Mayor, by El Divo, which begins our evening prayer. The Lord will give victory to his anointed one. And we begin with Psalm 19, a prayer for a king before battle. May the Lord answer in time of trial. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from his shrine and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and receive your sacrifice with favor. May he give you your heart's desire and fulfill every one of your plans. May we wring out our joy at your victory 
and rejoice in the name of our God. And may the Lord grant all your prayers. I am sure now that the Lord will give victory to his anointed, will reply from his holy heaven with the mighty victory of his hand. Some trust in chariots or horses, but we in the name of the Lord. They will collapse and fall, but we shall hold and stand firm. Give victory to the King, O Lord. Give answer on the day we call. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord will give victory to his anointed one. We shall sing and praise your power. Psalm 20 Thanksgiving for a king's victory. O Lord, your strength gives joy to the king. How your saving help makes him glad. You have granted him his heart's desire. You have not refused the prayer of his lips. You came to meet him with the blessings of success, and you have set on his head a crown of pure gold. He asked you for life, and this you have given, days that will last from age to age. Your saving help has given him glory. You have laid upon him majesty and splendor. You have granted your blessings to him forever. You have made him rejoice with the joy of your presence. The king has put his trust in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he shall stand firm. O Lord, arise in your strength. We shall sing and praise your power. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We shall sing and praise your power. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Worthy are you, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us a kingdom and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Glory be to the Father 
and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And now our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. Jesus and his disciples went as far as Capernaum. And as soon as the Sabbath came, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. And his teaching made a deep impression on them because, unlike the scribes, he taught them with authority. Now in their synagogues just then, there was a man possessed by an unclean spirit, and it shouted, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come here to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus said sharply, Be quiet. Come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions and with a loud cry went out of him. And the people were so astonished that they started asking each other what it all meant. Here is a teaching that is new, they said, and with authority behind it. He gives orders even to unclean spirits and they obey him. And this reputation rapidly spread everywhere through all the surrounding Galilean countryside. Yesterday I mentioned one of the peculiarities or the outstanding features or uh, things that, say, uh, that Mark mentions in his gospel. For example, his gospel is full of the immediacy of the good news, Jesus coming and proclaiming the good news, and everything happens straight away and, and immediately. But another thing about the gospel of Mark is that Mark focuses now on not the kind of theology or that sort of thing, but he focuses on the actions of Jesus. Notice that yesterday, for example, the, the gospel that we heard yesterday from the gospel of Mark was the gospel in which Mark mentions the, um, the calling of the disciples, of Simon and Andrew and John and James and so on. So these, they were fishing in the net. They were fishing and they were in their boats and so on. And Jesus says, come along, I'll make you fishers of men. It's an action of Jesus where he calls people to follow him. Today, another action of Jesus, and that is the, um, the banishing 
the taking out of this man of the evil spirit. Tomorrow we're going to hear about uh, the Simon's mother-in-law who is sick in bed and Jesus cures her and so on. So uh, what's going to feature very much in the Gospel of Mark are going to be the actions of Jesus, the things he did that made people uh, look twice and, and say about him, wow, here is a teaching we've never heard of before. Here is something which... Uh, we hear Jesus talking and teaching and doing things. And whatever he does, Mark says, that the people reacted and said, he does it all with authority. And why with authority? Well, didn't the scribes and the Pharisees also do it with authority? Yes, they did. They also said things and proclaimed and interacted with the people with authority. But they would always quote authority. Somehow Jesus had it within him. And isn't it true that sometimes we meet people in our lives, people who are real leaders? And I, I can't think of the good English word for this, but um, we always say somebody is the president of a country. You either have that what I would call gravitas, that kind of presence, that whatever it is that makes somebody a president of a country or that makes somebody a bishop or whatever, that you look at this person and you say, this person somehow fleshes out, incarnates the role that he or she plays in life. And Jesus somehow had that same kind of gravitas, that kind of weightiness about him, that authority, that when he spoke, he spoke with authority. He didn't have to say, well, I'm going to cure you now. And you remember the prophet said this and the prophet. No, Jesus doesn't do that. He simply says, be quiet. Come out of him. So no grand uh, um, uh, uh, posing and big speeches and uh, big presence or anything. Just a simple kind of presence that Jesus has with people. He goes into the synagogue in Capernaum and he begins to teach. He sits down. I suppose they give him the scroll. He opens the scroll and he begins to talk about it and speak about it. And, and I often think that, you know, when we open our Bibles or when we go to Mass on a Sunday or when we go to any kind of service, we're not going there to go and have a, a history lesson or a scripture lesson. We're going there to hear what it is that God is saying to us in and through the scriptures. And so when I read the scriptures like today here, and I hear that Jesus goes to Capernaum, he goes into the synagogue, he begins to teach, and his teaching makes a deep impression on the people. Unlike the scribes, says Mark, unlike the scribes, because he taught them with authority. So he had that kind of inborn authority, that inborn weightiness, that inborn gravitas that people would say, wow, here is something that's different. And haven't we had that same sort of experience? Haven't you been, for example, to a service somewhere where you see the priest coming and he preaches and so on and you say, wow, this is, this is different. This man somehow incarnates what he's saying. He's not just talking words, but you can see there's a passion, there's a spirit behind and within everything he's saying. And that was the kind of person that Jesus was. Jesus preached with passion. He preached with conviction. He preached with a certain 
gravitas, a certain weightiness, a certain authority that made people sit up and say, here is something different. Now, so different was the preaching of Jesus that in the presence, in that community, was somebody possessed by an unclean spirit. And the unclean spirit recognizes Jesus. <laughs> you might not recognize him, but the unclean spirit does. What are you coming to do with us here, Jesus? We know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now, Jesus says quite sharply, be quiet. Be quiet and get out of him. Go back to where you came from, <laughs> so to speak. And so there it is. And so the holy, so that the unclean spirit throws the man into convulsions and with a loud cry went out of him. So the man was left in peace, which again, it's an action of Jesus. And here we see uh, um, an, an important part of the preaching of Jesus. What Jesus does in all his preaching is he brings people who are on the margins of society back within the community into where they should be. Now, here is a man who was possessed by an unclean spirit, so he's really out of the community. He's not normal, if I can put it that way. Jesus casts out the unclean spirit so that the man can now take his place once again within the community, now no longer under the influence, the possession of the unclean spirit. And when Jesus does this, he does it with that kind of conviction and passion that people say, well, here is something new. This we've never seen before. No grand Hollywood sort of fanfare and, and drums sounding and so on. Simply be quiet. Be quiet and come out of him. And then the people say he gives orders even to unclean spirits, <laughs> and they obey him. So when Jesus speaks to us, I mean, we're not people possessed by unclean spirits. So if we're open to the word of God and to Jesus, let the Lord speak to us in the depths of our hearts, that we too will have that same kind of astonishment of the crowds. Goodness, Jesus can even come into my life, can even change my life. And I pray today that you will recognize the presence of Jesus in your life. And just as Jesus cleansed this man of the unclean spirit and brought him into the community, I pray that the Lord will forgive you and me all our shortcomings and failings, banish those unclean spirits, so to speak, from our lives, bring us back into the community so that we will be really convinced with a deep passion, with a deep conviction. Yes, that Lord has done and continues to do great things in my life. And when we can have that conviction, then surely the words that we hear today in the gospel, the reputation of Jesus will rapidly spread everywhere, not only in Galilee, but also in your life and in mine. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. Your truth will last from age to age. 
Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Savior. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Saviour. Now through Christ we are sons and daughters of God, and in him we see what we shall be when we come to the Father, and so with confidence we pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide leaders and governments. Give them wisdom and integrity. You are the Lord and the source of our freedom. Bring those in captivity of mind or body to the freedom of the children of God. And give courage and strength to the young. Help them to choose their work and to make the right decisions for their way of life. Give patient tolerance to all who are no longer young. And open the hearts of the young to accept from them understanding and love and receive the departed into your eternal kingdom. Sustain our hope to reign with you forever. And Lord, tonight we pray for all those who in some way are possessed by unclean spirits, people in politics, in society, in the church, wherever we find people together, there are only some, Lord, who are full of nastiness, full of evil, full of underhandedness of bribery and corruption and insincerity, lack of integrity and so on. And somehow the unclean spirits take hold of people. We pray that you will touch them, Lord, in your quiet way. Relieve them of those unclean spirits and bring them into the community and give them new health, happiness and peace. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We give you thanks, Lord God Almighty, for bringing us safely to the evening of this day 
and we humbly ask that the prayer we make with uplifted hands may be an offering pleasing in your sight, and we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. When leaves are fallen in the branches bare Winter is calling and chills the silent air When the moon is covered by shadows of the night You will hear me calling if you come into the quiet And that's where we have to leave it this evening, I'm afraid. Thank you very much for joining me for the evening prayer of the church. I hope you're going to have a wonderful, relaxing evening. And so from me, Father Emil, good night and God bless. <laughs>